This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. 50 years after the events of the final Harry Potter books and Harry Potter is now headmaster of Hogwarts, ready to usher in a brand new generation of witches and wizards. My name's Radio Mike and I love Harry Potter. In fact, I love Harry Potter so much that when I was a kid, I wrote an entire series of fan fiction books based on Hogwarts. This is book one in that series. Welcome to Harry Potter and the Boys. Hello, Gandalf haters, and welcome to Harry Potter and the Boys, a fan fiction podcast by me, Radio Mike. Oh, Jack Post, my guest today. Welcome back to Mikey Road Studios, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) I love love being here, Mike. Do you say Gandalf haters because Harry Potter is the natural enemy of... Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and I realised when I said it, like, if you like Harry Potter, it's probably more likely that you, you like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. but like, I guess, you know, Gandalf, if you go in Gandalf and Dumbledore and you're a Harry Potter fan, you're probably vouching for Dumbledore. So in that situation, you'd be a Gandalf hater. Is there, I haven't seen any of this online, but I imagine there's a lot of Lord of the Rings fans, like traditionalists before Harry Potter came along, that's uh, accusing J.K. Rowling of stealing some elements of Lord of the Rings. I've, I just watched the movies and there's one movie where like a hundred golems come out of the water at the end of the episode to, or the end of the oh, movie and Half doubled. Blood, Half-Blood Prince? Yeah. So they're, they're on like an iceberg in a cave. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Harry Potter reaches down into the water and then these golems start coming out and they're, they're just golem from the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a hundred of them. I mean, yeah, I think all fantasy worlds are similar. But they're, they're very golemy. Yeah, well, on, on that note, we're, this is Harry Potter and the Boys, the only Australian fan fiction Harry Potter podcast that is growing week by week and it's great to have a, a yep. proper celebrity like you on the show. Oh, thanks, Mike. Um... Uh, you're obviously Jack Post from Hamish and Andy, Christian O'Connell Show, Jackie Road Studios, Release the Sounds, and a lot of other cool stuff. Yeah, no, that's about it. Yeah, two, oh. two episodes of an AFL Essendon podcast. Four episodes, Four episodes thank episodes, you, Mike. So I guess where we I We hated start- Gandalf as well on that. <laughs> where I want to start with you is you're actually the first guest on the pod that probably was, like, was too old for Harry Potter, essentially. Like... I, I think you're a little bit outside of the generation of when Harry Potter was massive, like high school students reading and waiting for the new books and movies. What are your Dude, thoughts I was on Harry in, Potter? I was in primary school when Harry Potter came out. Yeah, but like, I mean, you, I look at you and like, you're, you you said you've never read the books, right? I, I was so young when I, the, the first book was read to me by my mum because I was too young to read it. There you go. Wow. Well, I wasn't, I mean, I could read, but my mum read my brother and I the first book as we were going to sleep. So how many books have you read from the franchise? I read the first three. Okay, so you never got past Prisoner of Azkaban? No. And you have They started getting significantly bigger after that. Goblet, like- of, Goblet of Fire definitely <laughs> was a noticeable addition yeah. of pages. Yeah. But then Order of the Phoenix is the longest. Six and seven are actually both shorter. So it actually starts going backwards. Right. Yeah. Is that on, you? like, you, you measure them up next to each other yeah, on yeah, thickness yeah. of... Um, 
what's it called? Oh, the Spine. Yeah, 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 Spine. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but you have told me that you have been re-watching all of the Harry Potter films over the last few weeks. Yes, so I haven't ever watched all the films. Okay. I watched the first one when I was a kid and definitely young enough to enjoy Harry Potter, mm-hmm. despite your slander. No, I just meant that, like, your, I say your generation, like, people in their 30s are probably less inclined to love Harry Potter than people in their 20s. I feel like I feel like I was part of the original generation where people loved Harry Potter. All right, well, I did. I I've mean, totally I totally mis miscalculated you. Yeah, yeah, I think you were late. If anything, <laughs> <laughs> we all talked about Harry Potter in the early two thousands, and yeah, okay. it's twenty twenty, and you're still doing this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what, oh, so the movies, and then I worked at a cinema in two thousand four, two thousand and five. Mm. So as God I was watching, I would have been out in that time. I think. Uh, the one where they go to the school dance. Yeah, that's got yep. a fire. Because I had to um, clean the cinemas as the credits are rolling mm-hmm. and they play. It was the only like credit scene where they didn't have magical music. They had the band that plays at the ah, school dance. the Weird Sisters. Yeah, isn't that – that breaks away from like the whole magical world a little bit, don't you think? I agreed with that. Like in the – it's called the Yule Ball and the yeah. band – they're in the book as well, the band The Weird Sisters plays. Yeah. It's like a rock and roll band and it definitely does kind of break the illusion that this is a fantasy world where – like because then it opens the door like are there just magical death metal bands and <laughs> rock bands and like yeah, – But I, I think it opens the door for like all of pop culture because – we know that they live in current times, but mm. they're very medieval in how they do everything. Yeah. So it's like, do they watch TV? Yeah. Are there magic TV yeah. shows? And like, can muggles pirate, <laughs> accidentally pirate magic TV yeah. shows? Because they never talk about pop culture, like the bands they love or the TV shows they love. Or yeah. like, is there movies just for the magic world? It's just Quidditch, really. Yeah. It's it's just just everyone <laughs> just plays and watches Quidditch. That's all the entertainment in the world. Yeah. But I, I mean, I got to say, I really enjoyed them. I've got hundreds of of questions mm. about uh, things that I didn't quite understand or yeah. um, more more like there's spells that are introduced in earlier movies and they're like, well, why didn't they just... Well, my whole thing all the time is what if they can go back in time, why don't they go back in time more often? Yeah, the time-turner dilemma is one of the... Like a, a pretty big plot hole. The yeah. way they cover it up in the books is that... And I don't know why she would be able to do this, but Professor McGonagall talks to the Ministry of Magic and they decide to destroy all the time turners because they can never really be used for good, which is a plot point that actually comes back in The Cursed Child, which is the play where the time turner, the last time turner that exists or whatever is like one of the main. But the problem with that, and I hate The Cursed Child because they change the way time travel works. So, Well, it was an interesting way that it worked. It was different to time travel movies Mm. because they... When you watch it for the first time, the things that they did in the time travel are happening to them yeah, the so, first time. So, so they, they're not going back in time to change it. They're going back in time to deliver the fate that is true yeah, from their time travel. So it always, everything that happened always happened and there's no like branched pathways yeah. or anything like that, right? Which is, a, which is a type of time travel. Like people say like it, everything that has happened has already happened and if you go back in time, you're just doing what yeah. they would have done anyway and has already happened. Whereas in Cursed Child, they change it to like the the Back to the Future style of time travel where, oh, you killed like the killer butterfly thing. Yeah, right? and, and, and now it changes the outcome. Changed, which mm. is really dumb because the whole premise of the time travel changes between like it within the same universe. So it's yeah. really weird. Um but I, I am kind of curious. Do you have a favorite movie of the ones of all of them? Oh, I probably I probably I loved the last one. Mm. Um 
liked I liked when he got out of Hogwarts and he was um, you know just chilling. Oh, one thing I don't really understand is like when they can apparate and when they have to travel. Yeah. Um, because in the last movie they're just like buzzing off everywhere in a puff of smoke. Apparation, you can't apparate on the grounds of Hogwarts. There's right. A, there's a cur- there's a charm to make sure people just for security purposes. Yep. Um, but apparation is a really hard thing to do. So in the books they're learning how to apparate and sometimes like you apparate, but you you lose an ear. Like you leave your ear oh, behind geez. because you didn't apparate properly when you're learning how to do it. Yeah. Sort of like learning to drive. Like you crash a few times <laughs> and then you finally get it, right? <laughs> but yeah, so there's that. I'm, well, I, that's another thing throughout the whole whole series, and this would have been with the books as well. Hogwarts is so fucking dangerous. Yeah. It's just like no child should be anywhere near Hogwarts at <laughs> yeah. any time. I, Not even when people are attacking it, but just in general. <laughs> I was actually thinking like, I think in Chamber of Secrets in the movie, Dumbledore goes, or Hagrid mm. goes, there's no safer place than Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> well, the inverse. Home, at home. <laughs> Literally anywhere away from this. At one point in one of the movies, like I think it's where they think Sirius Black is bad and that he's going, he's trying to get Kill into Harry, the school. Yeah. And McGonagall actually goes, you know, this might be the end of Hogwarts. It's not safe here anymore. Yeah. It was never safe. Just literally just going to Quidditch is not safe. Yeah, the giant spider in the forest, Hagrid's three-legged do- three-headed dog. Um, what do you think, is there any major thing you didn't understand? Because the movies definitely have to condense, particularly with book five and six, they really have to condense, condense pretty big books into like two-hour films. Yep. Okay, I didn't understand... Right at the end, um, Snape and Lily, who's Harry Potter's mum, have the same Patronus charm. Yeah. What's that about? So, oh, you didn't get it? No, I didn't get that. So, all right. So the Patronus is, takes the form of something or someone that you love dearly, right? Yeah. Basically the the twist where Harry goes into the memories of Snape, Snape loved Lily his whole life. And the book goes into it in a lot more detail in that chapter. But essentially Snape was in love with Lily. This is the final kind of revelation of the books, I suppose, where you find out Snape met Lily when she was very young and he was very young. They went to school together and slowly they they kind of grew apart, but he always loved her. And And it hinted that... James, who's Harry Potter's dad, was a bit of a jerk to Snape. Yeah, so that's explored much more in the books as yep. well. So James and Sirius were essentially Snape's bullies at school and, you know, tormented him a lot. And um, Snape always hated that Lily married James. Mm. And because Harry looked so much like James, um, he really hated that. But because he had his mother's eyes, that was why at the end when Snape dies, he says, look at me, you have your mother's eyes because he wanted to see Lily's eyes one last time before right. he died. So I actually think that was one of the greatest moments of the Harry Potter books. Like, But I, will, I wasn't but so, sure. So what's the Patronus mean? They, they love no, each other. No, no, no. So uh, the th- I think it's because Lily's Patronus is a doe and that is because James Potter is an animagus who turns into a stag. Right. Oh, I missed that completely. Right, you missed the. You missed the no, James I remember thing. the stag is the Patronus, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. part of the time travel, which is actually Harry who did it. So, but I didn't know he was an animagus. So Harry's Patronus is a stag because his dad could turn into a stag. Right. Lily's Patronus is a doe because stag doe. Snape's Patronus was a doe because he loved Lily, essentially. Right. Okay. Yeah. So Lily never loved Snape, but Snape loved. Lily okay. Sure, sure. So yeah, that's why Snape was so mean to Harry because he hated that he reminded him of James. Yep. And are we meant to not like James by the end of it? Because then <sighs> Harry Potter names his son after Snape and mm. Dumbledore. 
But not his dad. His other son is called James. Okay. Yeah, so okay. he has a son called James, and then he has a son called Albert oh, yeah. Severus. By the way, in that last scene, 19 years later, where they're saying goodbye to their children on yeah. the train, it look, they look no older whatsoever. Oh, really? <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while. But also, one thing I really like is Harry marries Ginny, Ron's yeah. sister, and they have three kids... Um, James, mm. Lily, and Albus Severus. And, <laughs> and do, do you think Ginny was like, hey, do you reckon we could we call could one of them Molly, like after my mom or Arthur or Can even just... Fred, my brother who died in the war? <laughs> nah, let's do Albus Severus. <laughs> can can James's middle name be Fred? I don't oh. know. <laughs> Maybe it should be Harry. <laughs> I am the chosen one. Yeah. So. We could get it. We could get a dog. Yeah. Call the dog Percy after your brother. <laughs> so I always found that funny. Um, and then Ron and Hermione's children are called like Hugo and something else weird that just had no resemblance. Right. Well, they at least look make Ron look older at that last scene where they're meant <laughs> to be twenty really years uh, older. Yeah. But Hermione looked like she could have been in a different scene, and you wouldn't have. <laughs> It wouldn't have skipped a beat at all. Can I ask, what was your... Was there a death in the movies that, that really sort of shocked you or or just actually spoke? Like, was there something that actually upset you? I think I knew that... In, in the back of my head somewhere, I knew that Dumbledore died, mm. so that didn't shock me. And you understood that Dumbledore wanted Snape to kill... Like, Dumbledore asked Snape to kill him. I got that so, part. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah cool. I didn't really get... I didn't really get this is going into a whole nother area, yeah. but like And the, we will get to the fan fiction yeah. soon. There was a listener who said, I wish you'd just do the fan fiction. It's my podcast. We talk about Harry Potter. Go do your own. The Deathly Hollows. Hallows. Hallows, sorry. I understood the three items and the the logo yeah. and the story. Yeah. I just didn't really understand how it intersected with Harry versus Voldemort or the whole war. I knew that Voldemort had the older elder one, which is the strongest one. Yeah. Is the invisibility cloak that Harry had the cloak from the story? That is correct. So um, Harry is actually, it doesn't explain it in the movie, but Harry and James are descendants of the Peveril, uh, the three Peveril brothers oh, who are like, right. who, and so that invisibility cloak that Harry has has been passed down generations and got to Harry. So that is the deathly, yep. that is one of the deathly hallows. Right. So it, cause you never found out who gave him the cloak, but it's assumed that his dad gave it to someone at Hogwarts. Dumble- and he- James gave it to Dumbledore. Dumbledore gave it to right. James gave it to Dumbledore cause Dumbledore was studying the deathly hallows. So, so he asked James if he could have it and, yep. and then he gave it to Harry. And then the uh, resurrection stone. Yeah. Is that, so he spoke to his friend, uh, sorry, his friends and family at the end, yeah. like to get a G up before fighting Voldemort. Mm. But did he, then he just drops it on the ground. Mm. Is that what brought him back to life? No, he came back to life. <laughs> it's funny. He came back to life because he had the Horcrux inside him. And when Voldemort killed him, it only killed the Horcrux. It didn't kill him. Oh. I think it's something like that. I don't oh, know. The, it, the, the lore just gets a little yeah. bit weird towards the end of the series. <laughs> but, yeah, it's something to do with Voldemort actually killing his own Horcrux with yeah. the Elder Wand and not killing What him. I thought would happen, uh, actually, in the back of my head, I think I knew that he ended up with Ginny. So I knew that he had to survive somehow. Yeah. But I thought the Horcrux was going to be Harry Potter's scar, just his scar. <laughs> so it just blows the scar off. The scar falls off. And it's like, ah. Oh, no, but I thought... He would be the last Horcrux. Mm. Voldemort would kill him. They would both die. Yeah. And then everybody else would be happy because even though they lost Harry Potter, the, the dark world was dead. Yeah. Also, I didn't know that Malfoy's mum was Malfoy's mum until the very last scene where he called him <laughs> over. And you know Bellatrix is Malfoy's auntie, right? 
No. Okay. Well, okay. So yeah. Um. Very interesting. And did, you didn't answer my question, which was about the death. Oh, who was the worst death? Okay. <laughs> or just not the worst, like the saddest or unexpected. D- I didn't know which of Ron's brothers died at the end. Yeah. Because I don't think they even say. It's Fred. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought. One I, of the twins. I couldn't even tell if it was one of the twins. I thought it might have been the older guy. Percy nah, Bill, Bill, Billy. Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Do we ever meet Charlie? Uh, you don't meet Charlie in the films, but he's, yeah. he's in the books a fair bit. Yep. Um, but yeah, Fred's death is definitely, in my opinion, the saddest and also just most unnecessary death. Like it's so sad when you think about it. Yeah. Um, and I love they, the they, line. They get, they completely go away from children's books by the end of it. Yeah. Like if I watched that movie when I was a kid, it would have haunted this shit out of me. Yeah. And I actually love the lot in the books when Fred dies, there's this great, the, the writing is so great because um he says he I think George tells says a joke while they're fighting and then Fred dies and the line is Fred Weasley was lying dead on the floor the ghost of his last laugh etched upon his face and I always thought that was a really good kind of image yeah, yeah. um can't to, believe you can remember the no just the I'll lines never of the book that because and 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 you understood why Snape said always at the end because that and then cast the dough no well that's he's saying. Do, Dumbledore says, have you grown to care for the boy? Snape says, for the boy, or, uh, for the boy, he casts the Patronus, it's a doe. And then Snape goes, uh, Dumbledore goes, Lily. And he says, always, like, because he always will love Lily. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. So the the doe that rescues Harry, and Harry the, in the one of the forests, they yeah. do so many for, different Snape's forests. That's Snape's Patronus. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. Snape was such a dick to him the whole way through And that's because of, of James. Yeah, but um, you could have chilled a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I actually, it would be great to do. I've, like, I've got so many more questions that maybe it's a separate thing we can just do. Can we do it part two? Because <laughs> I actually, w- I think people would be interested in listening to this because I'm always interested in hearing from people who haven't read. The yeah. Books. And it's so fresh on my mind. Yeah. So maybe we do. Well, let's read the thing. fan fiction All now right. and then we'll, we'll come back after this. So okay. we are going into chapter seven. You've read a chapter of this before, which we already did. I think Zach Miller, my friend, read the chapter you did on 20th Century Boy, my yep. other podcast. Um, we are now up to chapter seven, as you said, and this chapter is called Derek Goes Crazy. And just for reference, we were in the sorting ceremony. You obviously know what sorting is. And the sorting hat has put has been put on Derek's head and it said expelled. And that's where we oh, were last I like time. That. What a- so, uh, which has obviously <laughs> never happened before. And it remind is Derek the kid on the um, front cover of the artwork who's an idiot? With the wand up his nose. Yep. And he's sort of like, I think I describe him in the book as the Ralph Wiggum-like character. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so here we go. Uh, you start So I by, read. Yep, you read, we respond. Read the name of the chapter and we go from there. All right, Harry Potter and the Boys, Chapter 7. Derek Goes Crazy. Which is not, like, you wouldn't get a chapter like that in the books, just for reference. Like, oh, Ron goes crazy. Oh, Ron, Ron's bloody crazy. I guess yeah. I, because I, I hadn't read the books, I've just watched all the movies. Mm. How often is there a chapter break? Are they small chapters, like, uh, trying to keep you rolling onto the next one, or are they big, chunky things? No, they're pretty long. I remember in the first book, the chapter called The Mirror of Erezed was a very long chapter. Um, but well, yeah. this is only five pages this is a five with page very chapter. large font size. <laughs> Here we go. Derek was having a fit. He was screaming so loud. No, he said. Please, he said. Ah, he said. Poo, he said, pointing at a. <laughs> poo, he said, pointing at a huge piece of poo on the ground. <laughs> Couple things there. Great voice acting. <laughs> I you. really appreciate that you're putting that effort in. Um, also, yeah, 
there's a, at some at some point a big poo has been done, and in the midst of his fit, Derek has gone. Oh no! Oh poo! <laughs> so where is are they in Hogwarts at the moment? We're in the Great Hall. Yeah. So okay. this is in a big room. With Everybody's all the there. Hogwarts okay. students just watching this occur, I and assume. nobody else has noticed the poo. <laughs> I suppose so. Maybe Mr. Filch has to come in and clean it up, but mate, we might find out. <laughs> there's a great scene in the, in the very end of the um, Harry Potter movie where like the whole of Hogwarts is completely broken down mm. and Filch is in the background of one scene like starting to sweep, sweep up the whole thing. Yeah, so Mr. Filch is a squib. Yeah. That, that means someone who is born into a magical family but never gets magical powers, like the opposite of a mudblood essentially. Yep. So, so it's actually, we've commented on this podcast before, it's quite barbaric that Dumbledore has hired Mr. Filch to work at a magic school <laughs> To clean it up yeah. when he can't do magic. Anyone could just use a spell to clean up the mess, but he pays Mr. Filch to manually do all the labour in the school. Yeah, like when they make the school again, do they just magic it back together? I, or? I assume Because so. when Ron's house burns down, the family home burns down. Yeah, which they- doesn't happen in the books. Oh, really? That's a, that's a weird thing they did in the movies that never happened in the books. Oh, okay, so I guess yeah. you don't know then. Did they magic it back or did they rebuild it or how do they I do it? I don't know. It's non-canon, <clears throat> just like this. <laughs> I, I, I thought I remember the piece of poo scene in the film, but no, I could be wrong. <laughs> oh, speaking of poo, J.K. Rowling tweeted out in uh, after the podcast, uh, after the book series ended, yeah. that, and this was like this was a turning point for a lot of fans, where a lot of fans were just like, okay, everything J.K. Rowling says now does not count towards <laughs> yeah, Harry Potter sure. because she said that um, up until like I think the seventies. Uh, witches and wizards did not use plumbing. Instead, they would uh, soil themselves publicly and magic the evidence <laughs> away. And then they then they discovered pipes and plumbing and decided to adopt muggle technology and do it. And everyone was like, this is just an unnecessary detail that no one needed. And even if even if you don't have pipes, can't you couldn't you still go in like a room? It's it doesn't even have to be a toilet, but a cubicle, do the business, then magic, magic it away. Yeah, Why do you yeah. have to be like in, in oh, the middle sorry, of Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like, hey, so how's your day? You, oh, you didn't just poo, did you, Mike? <laughs> poo is gone. <goddess. laughs> <laughs> All right, back to HP and the B. So he's just, he's yelled poo. Harry Potter stood up. Shut up! He shouted and he slapped Derek on the face. <laughs> <laughs> so Derek's, you know, quite quite traumatised by this event. Harry Potter, the headmaster of the school, instead of like, hey, 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 we'll figure this out. We'll figure this out. He's gone, shut up! <laughs> Smacked him across the face. <laughs> Now, I have never witnessed something like this, he went on. Is this Derek or Harry Potter speaking? I think this is Harry. Now, I've never witnessed something like this, he went on. And I'm not allowed to expel someone just because the hat told me to. (laughs) See, (laughs) See, it says right here in the rule book. Right here in the rule book. He walked up to Derek and showed him rule 8,001,246,923 in a book called Things That Harry Potter Cannot Do. (laughs) So Harry just carries around this book that must be this big and he's just like, hey, Harry, could you get me a glass of water? Uh, Rule 200,142. Water, water, water. Who wrote it? (laughs) Who wrote the book? So Harry cannot expel a student because the hat says to. Interesting. And the book said, uh, the book was called Harry 
things Harry Potter cannot do. And indeed, the rule stated that students could not be expelled because the sorting hat told them to. Just reiterating old and bit, bit redundant there. Harry went on. So I guess we are going to have to make a new house called Expelled. <laughs> So all of the Hogwarts houses are named after the founders of Hogwarts. Yep. Godric Gryffindor, Rowena Ravenclaw, and then it's just like, expelled. You're in the expelled house. And then when they look over the Great Hall and there's four perfectly sized tables with all the students and then where's expelled house? Just One of those like little plastic stools. <laughs> with just Derek on it. And a pla- one of those kiddie plastic seats. So Derek is going to be in his own house at Hogwarts. So, you know, Hogwarts is about community, being in your common room, going to class with your classmates and then he's just, yeah. yeah and does he himself. get his own Quidditch team and everything that the other houses get? I, I don't know. I really don't. No, uh, I mean, sorting hat. Can I have like at least two more students in my house? <laughs> uh, Harry Potter. Where were we? Uh, I think we're about. Oh, yeah, Harry went on. So I guess we're going to have to make a new house called Expelled. But I must say that Derek is a disgrace to all wizards. <laughs> so not just physical abuse, emotional torment as so well. This, when I was reading this on Twentieth Century Boy. The Derek, I think Derek is a disgrace to all wizards is a recurring thing that comes up throughout the book. (laughs) And people like really, really sort of like are connected with it. So it's it's almost become the slogan of the book. Right, so Harry's not the first one to say it. No, this is the first instance of it, but I think it recurs. And I actually remember when we used to, when I wrote this at primary school and we used to read it out to the class, that that, I do have a distinct memory. You read this in front of the class. Yeah, I I do have a distinct memory of uh, everyone in the class chiming in and going, Derek is a disgrace to all wizards whenever it came up. So wait, what was the, what was this class you were taking i guess primary school it was just like our grade show and three, tell. four class and it was friday afternoons the teacher just let us read this like it wasn't this exact version it was a handwritten version but we just used to read it in front of the class wow yeah. so it wasn't part of a project or anything it's no, like mike's we, done extracurricular work and we we're just gonna read used, it me and a bunch of other guys me and a bunch of other boys <laughs> used to write it outside the canteen at lunch oh so this is not just your work this is <clears throat> This is so you, so group effort. Clearly you haven't listened to the okay, podcast. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no. So I wrote with a bunch of other classmates at my primary school. Yep. We used to at lunchtime write this book. Yep. In, handwritten in like an exercise book, yep. right? And then I, when I was like in year seven, I re, I found that that book and I decided to kind of type it up and add bits to it and change it a bit. Right. And that's what we're reading now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Derek is a disgrace to all wizards, says Harry Potter. <laughs> Derek couldn't have been happier. He <laughs> Derek couldn't have been happier. He had a whole house to himself. So he goes from this impending fear yeah. of being expelled, expelled to like, oh, I just get a whole house to myself. Well, he, no, he, being expelled, Harry Potter, the headmaster, slaps him in the face and then calls him a disgrace to all wizards. He goes, my own house, pretty cool. Hope I win the house cup. <laughs> Harry stood up once more. Let the feast begin, he said. <laughs> so I just think, so uh, you, you haven't been here for all the chapters, but yeah. ju- just so you're up to date, two chapters ago, um, several students were killed when Hagrid <laughs> fell on them and crushed them to death. Several, te- this is all in the same, yeah. like we're probably within 10 minutes in real time of that happening. Um, several teachers fainted from the amount of commotion that was happening. And and we also had the sorting ceremony. A student has nearly been expelled. And then Harry just goes, all right, guys, start the feast. Let's eat. Multiple <laughs> students are dead at this point. But I, I, I've got to say, it's not too far from Hogwarts would have some like really terrible stuff 
happened. Yeah. And then it was just like, but, you know, back to class, everybody. Like, <laughs> 10 points from Gryffindor. I actually always think like, you know, you know what a mud blood is or like a, yep. a non-magical blood person. So, yep. you know, Moaning Myrtle, the character. Yeah. So she was a muggle-born student who came to Hogwarts yep. and died at her. Who, who lived in the toilets. Yep. But now we know why did they even have toilets? Because they just shut their pants. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Moaning Myrtle died in her second year at Hogwarts. Can you just imagine being her parents? So some wizard guy comes to your house and says, hey, your daughter has magic blood. We'd like to bring her to an invisible magic school and teach her how to do magic. Oh, this is kind of weird, but I, I, guess, I guess so. Two years later, hey, I'm so sorry. Uh, your daughter was murdered by a basilisk that the Dark Lord of... Uh, and now she's going to live in the toilets. Yeah. She's still a ghost. You guys can't come to the yeah, school, though, because yeah. you're not magic. Muggles can't go yeah. Hogwarts, so they can't... She didn't speak to her every day. <laughs> Just Dumbledore prepping for that conversation. Like, all right, guys, so... Sorry about all this. <laughs> Just like how angry you would be. <laughs> uh, Harry Potter said, let the feast begin. Harry Potter clicked the, his fingers and the most disgusting food in the world appeared on the table. Chicken bones, rooster eggs, dolphin skin, hippogriff feathers, and to drink, blood from a ladybird. <laughs> well, roosters don't lay eggs, so <laughs> this must be some kind of magical yep. female rooster. So is Harry Potter... The worst person ever now. Like in this two pages, he's only been abusive (laughs) and then to feed the children and he can feed them anything he likes, he feeds them the worst food possible. It seems as though since everything that happened to him in his childhood and growing up and all the stuff, the fan theory for the fans (laughs) of this podcast is that Harry Potter is just so traumatised that he's living in some fantasy world, more fantasy than actual Harry Potter world, and none of the teachers have the courage to tell him, hey, I think you, you need some yeah. help, right? He so saved they, us from Dumbledore, yeah. guys. Come on. Yeah, like, he, it would be worse with... We can't tell him to leave. Like, who else is going to run the school? The chicken bones aren't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks, Harry. Who's that teacher there? Oh, no, no, we're, we're still oh, here. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> they're just eating the ladybird blood. Tom looked over to the teacher's table. They all had... Nice stuff. Chicken wings, chicken eggs, dolphin meat, hippogriff meat, and to drink, wine. Rob looked too. He saw a tall, thin, weird, ugly, late 30s man. Okay, so this is where we are about to meet another major character of the book. Who's that teacher there? He asked one of his brothers, Jeremy. And this is one of Rob's, uh, I think, 600 siblings. Uh, (laughs) They're all at the Great Feast. Well, we assume (laughs) some of them must be. But nobody can go to the new house. (laughs) (laughs) That's Mr. Charger. He's the meanest teacher ever. What, even after Harry Potter? (laughs) (laughs) So um, Mr. Charger is on the front cover of this uh, podcast artwork. He is like the tall, weird, late 30s man who's on the front cover next to Harry Potter. That's Mr. Charger. He's the meanest teacher ever. He's not even magic. He is a squib. Okay, so squib, as I explained. Yep, Yep. magic parents. So really weird that a non-magic student is teaching teaching. magic at the magic school. (laughs) Maybe he could teach the the muggle studies or whatever it is because (laughs) in the final film... They're torturing, or maybe it's the yeah. second to last, they're torturing a yes. teacher mm. and they're like, ha ha, she was the head of muggle studies. Yes. So like, we never oh, met that, that teacher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That in the books, you kind of know that teacher, but uh, she's certainly not a main character. We didn't even know that was a class. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because um, it doesn't look like there's ever many teachers because they sit up the front. It's, it's like two to his left, two to his right. When, and you, when we're in the movies, when you need to meet a teacher, that teacher is suddenly <laughs> there. In the books, a lot of the teachers are there from the start right. and then mentioned from the start. Sorry, uh, that's Mr. Charger. He's not even magic. He is a squib. His parents were magic, but he isn't. The only thing he can teach is potions. Okay, so he's a potions teacher. Getting some yep. Snape, some Snape similarities yep. <laughs> here. And, and this book so far does, it has been following sort of the beats of the original Harry Potter book. Yep. Like, Heavily inspired. Yeah. I loved how from the first book, they were like, oh, Snape really wants to be the defense against the dark arts teacher. Yeah. Every year that teacher gets fired or expelled or leaves. Yeah. And every year it's like, ah, and we've got a new teacher for defense against the dark arts. It's not Snape. Do you want to know the in-universe explanation for that? Yeah. Voldemort, Tom Riddle, rather, when he left Hogwarts, he came back and applied to be the defense against the dark arts teacher at Hogwarts. Dumbledore didn't give him the job, right? And then Voldemort put a, well, it's said that Voldemort put a curse on the position which is why every year there's a new defense. Oh, so it wasn't just the three years in a book or whatever. No, it's it's like, a, well, I think it's something that that's what they say. in. The didn't books. they start like pick up on that? Like, oh, for 35 years in a row, <laughs> yeah, well, I guess none of those I teachers. Think, are I think J.K. Rowling just throws shit out there, sees if it sticks. And then people are like, oh, but what about this? And she's like, oh, <laughs> the wizards used to vanish their boob. <laughs> like, what's going to distract from this Dumbledore's game? Oh God, no one's asking about the time turner anymore. Thank God. <laughs> now God, the just, real just conversations. Just stay one ahead of everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Rob looked at the man. So did the others. They knew he would be trouble. Oh. Derek seemed to love the food. <laughs> he had his own table and he finished it all. He walked over to the six boys and asked if he could have theirs. The boys decided not to be rude and said yes. Mm. At the end of the feast, another student had died. <laughs> There's just there's no explanation for those. Just like oh, by the end of the piece, another student died. All Assuming right, by um, gluttony, might, might as well go to bed, kids. It's just too much is going on here. Too All many deaths. All right, guys. Let's wrap this up. Oh god, another one. God, that's seventeen for today. That's a new record. <laughs> Lucky Rob bought his six hundred brothers. <laughs> We're never running out of students. Um. Okay, it doesn't seem to go on to explain how the student died. At the end of the feast, another student had died. Professor Granger, in brackets, Hermione, stood up. And we now we have to do a quick round of applause for the first female character in the book, seven chapters in. The first female character, not an original character, an existing character, but a strong character I'm nonetheless. just reading ahead to see if she dies in the next couple of pages. No, it doesn't look like she does. Hermione says, a few announcements need to be said before we head back to our dormitory. A few announcements need to be said? <laughs> And somebody just died. <laughs> just like, we need to make a few announcements. That's all that needed to be. Firstly, Professor Longbottom has asked... So you didn't really write any new characters except the six boys. Hey? <laughs> Everybody's from the books. So, yeah, Professor Longbottom Neville, of course, who in the last chapter was... Uh, it's said that students speculate he may be an idiotus, a magical idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is some original work then. That's not from the book. Firstly, Professor Longbottom has asked that if you would like to come down to his office for a lesson in being an idiot, then please do so immediately. <laughs> Professor Longbottom smiled idiotically. 
how, how does that lesson play out? All right, guys, so you want to be an idiot, eh? Wow. Get your books out. It's not as easy as you think. <laughs> also, didn't they... But I felt like by the end of it, Longbottom had redeemed himself from being the kind of idiot of the school. Well, look what Harry was like at the last book. He's certainly not what he's like. A lot changes in 50 years, Jack. Hermione goes on. Secondly, there is a party in the Great Hall Monday of the last week of term. No students allowed. Teachers only. If students enter, they will not be expelled. <laughs> so it's like, you're, is that her like inviting <laughs> students to come to the teacher's party? Hey, come in, I'll give you some, give you some beer. <laughs> She's one of the cool teachers. Third and finally, Professor Potter has asked me to remind you that uh, Derek is a disgrace to all wizards. <laughs> so, so within the time that Harry said that, he's gone to yeah. Hermione. Sorry, could you could you please just remind me that Derek's a disgrace to all wizards? Oh, yes, of course. Do, what do we want to do about the student who just died? <laughs> oh, don't worry. Just remind them about Derek. <laughs> Harry stood up. He clicked his fingers. <laughs> Suddenly, all the nice food appeared on the tables. Oh, well, that's nice yeah. of him. Go to bed, he told everybody. <laughs> My food. <laughs> so he's literally like, he's given them terrible food and then he's like, all right, guys, it was just a practical joke. Jimmy's died. Come on, have a feast. No, it's my food. Hey, Harry Potter does not reflect his character in the books one bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everyone was still starving because they didn't eat any of the gross food except for Derek. Mm-hmm. They were led back to the Gryffindor common room by Roberto Robson, who was Rob's brother. <laughs> so the, the Robson family have so many kids that they've inadvertently named one yeah. Roberto and one just Rob. Yeah. And do you think it was a case of like, we've run out of names or we forgot there was already a Roberto? So I think it's, like, it's a forgot. Because we don't know if Rob is short for Roberto or Robert. <laughs> <laughs> he was Rob's brother. He was a perfect and very... Prefect. Oh, sorry, beg your pardon. He was a prefect and he was very mean. When Luke touched one of the moving paintings, he got really angry. <laughs> there always was that one kid at school yeah. who was just like the annoying teacher's pet. Like, <laughs> Did you have prefects? Because we didn't. Yeah, we had prefects and officers. I find it so weird that there was students in charge of other students' behaviours. So they could give detention? No, the prefects were just a meaningless title. No what about officers? Officers were like the reject prefects. All right. <laughs> when they finally arrived at the portrait of the anorexic lady... Oh, gosh, that's one that hasn't aged well. And obviously was, in the book it's the fat lady. Well, but it, it, this is the fat lady as well. Uh, when they finally arrived at the ana- portrait of the anorexic lady, the fat lady went on the biggest loser. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess wizards do have to be, or did she go on the muggle version? And was she in the painting when she was on the show? <laughs> well, it's good she, I mean, it's good she lost weight. It's bad that she's gone the other way yeah. now. <laughs> I guess they don't do like... I never knew when there was a spell for like, oh, weight loss spell, bling, I'm skinny now. Mm. Like there's one scene where Hermione's giving Harry a haircut. It's like surely if all the spells they could do, like a trim around the sides is a possible spell. (laughs) (laughs) Quick cut. Robert had forgotten the password. Oh, God. The Gryffindors... Wait, Robert or Roberto? No. There's a, there's a new character. <laughs> I think I, I'm going to say that's a typo. That's meant to be Roberto? I think so. Do you want me to update it? 
Uh, no, let's leave it as the okay. author intended. <laughs> Robert forgot had forgotten the password. The Gryffindors had... Now, are you spelling Gryffindor wrong or they just doesn't know how to spell Gryffindor? Um, I'm pretty sure there's two Fs in Gryffindors, but I don't know if Microsoft Word would recognise the He's word accepting Gryffindor. accepting it, okay. Yeah. The Gryffindors had to wait outside for a whole hour while Roberto went to ask Harry what it was. <laughs> So long old walk. there for an hour. <laughs> How long does it take him to go find Harry and be like, hey, sorry, what's the password again? <laughs> <laughs> Leave my food. <laughs> when Roberto came back, he was holding his wand. It turned out Harry had forgotten the password as well and that Harry had told him a specific thing to do in order to open the door. He aimed his wand at the anorexic lady and said, Avada Kedavara. Avada Kedavra, which... <laughs> Is the killing curse. (laughs) So, barbarically, Roberto has gone to Harry. He said, hey, sorry, what's the password again? He's like, oh, can't actually remember it, but I'll tell you a specific thing you can do to open it. Go up to the fat lady and use the killing curse and kill her. (laughs) And it worked. The anorexic lady was dead and the door opened. Well, that's. I want to apologise to everyone for this awful, awful, uh, just scene that we are in right yeah. now <laughs> but the second female character to enter the book the anorexic lady <laughs> who is now dead <laughs> the door opened there was a strange awkward silence after that luckily it was broken by a pa announcement <laughs> attention all teachers and students just a reminder that derek is a disgrace to all wizards <laughs> I can see now how when you're setting up in front of your primary school class that it becomes a fun thing to say. And also disgrace is written dis and then not grace, grace with a C. But also Hogwarts has has a PA announcer. Like, is it Harry doing it or is someone, is there a receptionist at Hogwarts like, sorry, excuse this interruption, teachers and students, just a reminder that... Derek is a disgraceful wizard and could uh, Roberto Robertson, could you please come to the office, please? And And the anorexic lady is dead. (laughs) Derek was going crazy. He was so happy about having his own common room and dormitory. Okay, so Derek just gets his own area. (laughs) His own own common room. It's not really a common room. I also think the amount that keeps saying Derek is happy, I think Derek is in big denial about this disgrace to all wizards thing because it's come up three times in the last hour but every time it says it it goes back to him he's like hey, I, I, Derek's so happy he loves it he loves it yeah we, I mean I, I'm sure we'll learn more about Derek on the last page of the chapter now so hopefully there's a couple more laughs or deaths so Derek was going crazy he was so happy having his own common room and dormitory he didn't know what to say he went to his common room which was behind the portrait of the enchanted squirrel Okay. which was located in the dungeons, like the Slytherins. So the Slytherin common room is in the dungeons. Password, said the squirrel in a squeaky voice. Sorry, I'll do that again. Password, <laughs> said the squirrel in a squeaky, high-pitched voice. Farting fantastic, shouted Derek as loud as possible. The door opened at once. Is there something about just being 13 and just thinking farts yeah. are inherently funny? Yeah. I mean, seeing the poo on the floor before would have been yeah. the best thing to a primary school audience so ever. The, the password is farting fantastic to this dormitory that we can only assume was, was built. Just made. <laughs> and Harry's gone up, squirrel, uh, there's only one student. Just make it like, I don't know, farting fantastic or something. I've got to deal with the fat lady. She's dead. Bloody hell, got to hire someone else. (laughs) Derek was tired and went to bed straight away, but he stayed up all night talking to his imaginary imaginary friend, Jijo Joji. (laughs) (laughs) Ambiguous gender, could be another female. (laughs) At about three o'clock in the morning, Jijo told Derek that he was too tired, so 
Male character. <laughs> G, G Joe told Derek that he was too tired, so they both went to sleep. Which is an amazing... Like, when your imaginary friend tells you that they're too tired... Like, Derek... Let's stay up all night telling stories. I've loved chatting. I've got to get to sleep. Oh, come on, you're imaginary. You don't even get tired. I didn't I, tell you about the password. You're on the front door. so much stuff on tomorrow. Okay, can we talk in the morning? <laughs> I, I, I might have a class, but yeah, maybe. Oh, but you'll sit next to me. <laughs> So Derek has an imaginary friend called G. Joe Joni. End of chapter. Thank you for reading, Jack. What did you think? Oh, we learned a lot about the school. We learned a lot about Harry's true self. Mm -hmm. Or has Harry already shown shown himself as a vicious There's a little bit of that so far that we've gotten. Mr. Charger, we learn a lot more about him. I feel like we're going to hear more about Mr. Charger. How how long is this book? How many chapters? Uh, I think there's like 20. There's still a while to go. Yeah, there's a lot of chapters. And this is only book one. How many books? Ah, uh, there's seven books. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a long-running podcast. How? <laughs> the last chapter. I oh, know we can't read the, the end. The last chapter is called "The End?" <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd hazard a guess okay. that it is not the end of the chapter. Um, do you have time for a quick email? Yes. Got, okay. Well, go for it. Send one. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, as always, the official. It's hot in here. It is it? really hot in here. I told you it would be. It's very hot. Um, sorry, man. No, that's okay. The official correspondent of the show, Amy. Amy has written in again, and uh, lots of people really love Amy's contribution to the sure. show. Anything that we need researched or checked out, Amy does. Uh, lots of people shipping me and Amy, which is kind of weird. Do you know what shipping is? Oh man, I'm not. What's this whole? I'm too old to read Harry Potter. I don't know what shipping is. Yeah, lots of people are shipping me and Amy. Which have is, you met her? I've never met Amy, but anyway. It's, Have you seen a photo? I don't, I don't know what Amy looks like, so sorry, Amy. It's not, it's not weird. I'm not trying to make it weird, but yeah. Uh, hi, Mike. I saved episode six for my plane ride home and was glad to be wearing a face mask so people couldn't see me laughing to myself at the airport when Harry pulled the sorting hat out of his underpants because that's <laughs> so that, that happened last chapter with Sam Garlip. If you didn't hear it, go check it out. Or when idiot loser face, one of the new students, was sorted into Hufflepuff. So idiot loser face is a student and he's described quite well as an idiotic boy with a loser-like face. <laughs> Um, Hufflepuff don't do much, do they? No, they hardly ever get mentioned. Hufflepuff's the shit house. No offense, Huffles. Lots of Hufflepuffs listen to this show. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, what, do you, what do you mean? Lots of Hufflepuffs listen to this show. Well, I was going to ask you, what house would you say you're in? I'm, I'm not in a house. I'd definitely say you're a Gryffindor. Basically, ah, thanks, man. That's Harry Potter's house. Yeah. Um, now, what are you? Uh, I'm a Ravenclaw, the smart, nerdy house. Is that what sure. they are? Yeah. There's yeah. there's loose traits associated with with each house. Yeah. So Gryffindor's like. Bravery, um, that's me. Know, that kind of thing. Now, so this, is, so did, sorry, is Slytherin? No, let's save all the real Harry yeah, Potter. We're, we're at, we've actually yeah, decided so. we're going to do a bonus app where Har- Jack just asked me questions about Harry Potter. Okay. And we'll discuss it. Is that cool? Yeah, but maybe not today because we'll, it's so we'll hot. It, yeah, we or maybe do, we go we'll, for a walk yeah, in yeah, the yeah. breeze. Now, this is what's really interesting. And l- last chapter. We were introduced to a character called Gemini Jones, a yep. new character, a boy. And Gemini Jones was described as being identical in appearance to a, one of the boys, Lockie, right? Yep. The, the book actually said if this was a movie, they would be played by the same actor. Oh, I like that. Now, Sam Garlip, who was on last week, sorry, what were you I was going to say, that's like the first thing in the book that is a cool feature that like I could imagine being in one of the real books. Okay. Like they get to, they get to Thanks, the Great man. Hall and they're like, 
why are you over there as well as being here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. there's a bit of mystery to it. But here's what's really interesting about it. Sam Gallup said, I doubt Gemini will ever appear again. And it's just like a red herring or something. Yep. Here's what Amy has come up with. I think we can all see that Gemini Jones is going to be Loki's evil twin. That was really clever of you to name him Gemini because Gemini means twin. Oh, and the, oh. Star, the star sign Gemini, I looked it up, is twin. I know nothing about star signs now. No, I, I thought the Pisces were the twins. Oh, no, the twins. I think Pisces it's Gemini. Yeah, no, Gemini means twin. Now, yeah. I'm going to say this. Personally, on an, on, I wrote this book when I was 13. I don't think that I... I don't think I ever knew that Gemini means twins. Could, I think could I, it be one of your friend's suggestions for the name? Possibly, or maybe I just don't remember like looking up twin like names for twin. Like it's possible, mm. but I'm going to say this is an extremely big coincidence. I love honestly. that though. Um, it reminded me of a book I read for uni where characters turn out to be long lost twins and Gemini is mentioned. Pretty good for 13 year old Mike. I got out of hotel quarantine yesterday, so I'm reunited with my Harry Potter books. I'll start reading them again soon and will include any questions or musings in my email as they come up. Like you guys mentioned, I've always wondered about the number of students at Hogwarts. Are there extra characters that aren't mentioned? Or are the only girls in Gryffindor really Hermione, Lavender Brown and Pavati Patil? Because in Harry's year, there's only really those three Gryffindor girls mentioned. Yeah, but you you see a lot of background characters. You can't go through every character. You assume there are other characters, yeah. Also, just wanted to correct you. Sectum Sempra isn't a non-verbal spell. Sam Gallup said that. Levicorpus is, but I thought Levicorpus is used in the films verbally. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Total. Cool, 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 cool. Cheers, Amy, official correspondent of the show. Now, for all the shippers out there, P.S. And this was sent on the 12th of December, yep. my birthday. Ooh. P.S. I turned 23 today and from Instagram, looks like we have the <sighs> same birthday. Happy birthday, Mike. Happy birthday to you too, Amy. A couple of Geminis. <laughs> no, Sagittarius's, but uh, yeah. There you go. Well, Mike, thanks for having me on the pod. Thanks for coming on, man. I had a really good time and I hope you'll come on again sometime when we... Uh, I would love to read another chapter. Yeah, cool. Uh, my, uh, Where can people find like stuff you do? Just plug your stuff. Oh, go, um, go and check out my podcast because it's, I mean, though I've finished the series, it's mm. still available and I'm evergreen. really proud of it. Yeah. It's evergreen. Uh, Jackie Road Studios. There might be a few topical references sprinkled here and there mm. please ignore those if that is you listening to it now <laughs> but and, <laughs> and you can check out all the songs from that podcast on spotify yeah in jack post right jack post you can see songs i've done on hamish and andy and as well as all the songs i've done on this podcast and they're awesome Thanks, um, man. And I will just plug my stuff. Please go check out my other podcast, 20th Century Boy, uh, which is just more of my day-to-day kind of life stuff. Jack's been on an episode, so go check that out. And uh, Release the Sounds, our band, you can check that out on Spotify as well. And uh, radiomike.com.au is my website. Radio.mike is my Instagram. Thanks for listening to Harry Potter and the Boys. See you later, Gandalf haters. Ah, Derek is a bloody disgrace <laughs> to all the wizards. <laughs>
guys, Mike here, just popping in at the end of this episode because you may have heard me and Jack talking uh, that we had Jack had heaps more questions that he wanted to ask me. So we decided to record a little bonus, uh, like 25 minute thing, and that's going to come out tomorrow from the day of this release, so the Friday. Uh, and uh, it, yeah, check it out. It's about 25 minutes. It's basically just me and Jack riffing about Harry Potter, essentially, and his understanding of it based on watching the movies and the plot holes we found or he found and things he was confused about. And I found it really interesting because I've always wondered what it would be like to watch the Harry Potter movies without having the context of the books because of the way they condense them. So I'd really love for you to check that out. And I'm really keen to do some more bonus content for this pod. Um, uh, and uh, I'm really open to suggestions. I thought of maybe doing like uh, commentary to the movies where I watch the movies and then I comment, I, I, I like commentate them as they're going or anything like that. Um, but yeah, just uh, going to host any sort of Harry Potter content here and do some bonus stuff if it comes up. Thanks for listening and check that out tomorrow. See you later.